Welcome to the Encounter Mercy Podcast. I'm Vince Dragone. I'm joined by Father Andy Boyd, and we have a special guest, uh, a returning guest. Uh, last time he was on the show uh, would have been uh, actually oh, pretty much a year ago. I think it was exactly a year ago that Father Dan Hoffman uh, wow. was was on our show talking about um, Marian apparitions, if I remember correctly. And then we went through the Mass over two episodes, I think, as well. Yes. So uh, welcome back, Father Dan. How are things going? Thank you. It's going really well. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, so well, for our, our listeners who don't realize this because uh, they probably think we're in the same room, um, Vince is in his home in the basement and my studio. Father Danner not, and I, I are here at the rectory. It, you what? can't call it a basement. If it, 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 it sounds like it's, I work in a dungeon down here. I have a studio. Well, it's not really, no, I mean, it's our studio. So, it's I mean, studio. if you ever saw any of our videos, it's where we would sit by the campfire, you know, campfire talk. Um but the point that I'm bringing up is that Father Dan and I are together here in my rectory, and uh, my dog, my lovely dog, good good job, Henry, just lay down now, um, had his lovely new Christmas toy out, and it's it's a red rubber ball that squeaks incessantly. And so uh, I said to Father Dan and Vince that I was going to go get some dog treats to quiet him. And I said, in all seriousness, but as a joke as well, is... Um, these dog treats that we're giving Henry are actually not that bad. They taste pretty good. Now, everybody out there is probably like, what are you doing? Are you eating dog treats? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, actually I am because I made them and I know what's in them. It's peanut butter, pumpkin, and a little bit of applesauce and whole wheat flour. And so they're like really dry, but I mean, like they don't taste horrible. I can attest. They are pretty decent tasting. I mean, like for a dog I, treat. I, I, I tried one. I mean, it's not. There's not like like someone told me I should put. Um, all right, here, Henry, you can have another one. All right, so hold um, on. I, no, I need to. For anyone listening who does not <laughs> listen, who who does not donate in a collection plate every Sunday, please, please start doing it. Or if you do, please up your donations because our priests are eating dog food. That's, <laughs> and I feel so bad. If I had known they were living in these conditions, I would have intervened long ago. But. Pray for your but priest. I mean, it could be worse. Someone told me I should put um, chicken liver in it. And I, I think I'm going to avoid doing that, but they're not horrible. They mm-hmm. could be worse. Anyway, I just thought that was fun. Um, and if anybody does listen really close and, and can hear, you'll hear a printer going in the background. So you just ignore the, all these weird sounds. If you hear the dog chewing on his chew toy, just you'll have to pretend like you're sitting in the rectory with is me. It, is it the dog? My... Wait, is it the dog chewing on a chew toy? Or is it one of you guys? Because well, I don't even know uh, anymore. I mean, my jaw's kind of sore from the gum I was chewing earlier, so I don't think it's me, but I'm pretty sure it's Henry. All right. I don't even know well, where that he set that down. But So today we're going to talk a little bit about um, the Jubilee year that St. Francis um, called for this year to be the year of St. Joseph. And, and not St. Francis, Pope Francis. Oh, man. Yep. Yep. Pope Francis. Freudian slip. But that's Freudian all right. slip. Maybe one day he'll be a saint. But uh, but anyway, Pope Francis. Um uh, declared that uh, this year is the year of St. Joseph, and we want to know a little bit more about it because I don't know anything about it, and we want to talk about what is a Jubilee year, what is the year of St. Joseph, why did Pope Francis pick St. Joseph, um, and that's what uh, Father Dan is going to uh, to explain to us tonight. So uh, we're going to put you on the hot seat, Father Dan, and maybe ask you some tough questions, and I'm sure you'll do just fine. But would you like I'm to start so out... 
I'm glad I'm not on the hot seat tonight. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Well, I, I have some help in uh, my friend, Father Andy. And I think, Vince, you, you're pretty knowledgeable yourself in some of these things. So, but oh, I appreciate the uh, confidence that you have in me. <laughs> so I guess just to get started, um, what is a, a Jubilee year? And why uh, why does the Pope declare them uh, every year? You know, we had the year of mercy, the year of mercy. I remember a couple of years ago, that was a big one. Um, Correct. We have the year of Saint Joseph. What what, what is this about, and uh, what should we as Catholics uh, do uh, to celebrate these years? So yeah, uh, a jubilee year doesn't happen obviously every year. It's meant to be something special. And yeah, I believe the last one was the year of mercy, which was what, two or three years ago? Um, Something like that, yeah. And then um, I think the actually the year, the one before that was a lo- quite a significant time. It was the year of the priesthood, yes. I believe. Yeah, wasn't that right around the time you were ordained? It was. And that wasn't really that long ago. I was, I was blessed to be ordained in the year of the priest in 2009, which was awesome, which was a great gift. But um, so, yeah, Jubilee year is meant to kind of have a specific focus on a beautiful gift or charism of our Catholic faith. And not that, you know, we should forget about everything else during a Jubilee year. So like during the year of mercy, that doesn't mean we should forget about all the other wonderful graces that we receive from God. But the Holy Father is just asking us to kind of focus on that particular charism and really deepen our appreciation for it or deepen our understanding of it or receive it more um, deeply to let it transform us and and kind of form our consciences and form our Catholic mindset and help really helped us to live the, the kind of life that we're called to live in this world on our pilgrimage to heaven. So, um, and, and it happens every maybe three, four, five years or so just to kind of remind us that there are beautiful gifts in our Catholic faith that we need to continue to deepen and continue to receive. But also it's a reminder to us that the gifts of God can never be exhausted. Um, so yes, this is the year of St. Joseph. Does that mean in a year we're going to know all we can about St. Joseph? Absolutely not. But hopefully in this year we grow in a deeper love of St. Joseph and kind of what he does for us and what he does for the church and what he means for for our faith. And so that's what specifically a Jubilee year is, is asking us to kind of focus in a very particular way on a particular saint or a particular devotion or a particular uh, grace and gift from God or gift from the church, um, and then incorporate that more into our life, kind of add it to our toolbox, if you will, our spiritual toolbox um, on our on our journey to heaven. So I found it uh, very interesting and um, also exciting that Pope Francis chose Saint Joseph. We don't know a whole lot about Saint Joseph, as he doesn't say a, he did. You know, he only says a couple of words, really, um, or he doesn't say any words at all. He's completely silent in the Bible. Um, so you know, what make what do you, why do you think that Pope Francis chose Saint Joseph? And what can we learn from St. Joseph this year? So I was super excited also when I heard that uh, this was the year of St. Joseph. And just to kind of give a time frame, um, we're actually about 
a month, a little over a month into it. It actually started not on January 1st, but it started on December 8th, 2020, the uh, Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and it goes all the way up through December 8th, 2021. So we're actually, yeah, over a month into the year St. Joseph already. But yeah, when I when I heard the, the proclamation on Immaculate Conception, I was very excited. Why did he declare this year to be the year of Pope, or not, my, my turn. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> to make a mistake. It, it Sorry happens. about we that. We all make mistakes. Uh, St. Joseph, I think, because this year has been just so crazy in terms of the pandemic, in terms of just kind of the, some of the political unrest, not only in our own country, but throughout the world, just some of the fear and uncertainty that we're all experiencing in different ways in, in ver- by, by various reasons. Um, so St. Joseph is a man of courage. And I think the Pope really wants to emphasize that in these kind of uncertain times, even dark days, hard days, days of the cross and suffering, we need to be men and women of courage like St. Joseph, um, who, yep. who trusted in God's plan and trusted in God's will. One of the things, you know, just reading uh, about the, with the Holy Father's proclamation of this, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, He says the world needs fathers. And I think that's really important, especially this year of, uh, of the pandemic and just everything with the political unrest throughout the world uh, over the last few months. And and this entire last 2020, um, you know, the world needs fathers and not just, not just fathers uh, by title, but like fathers who actually step up to the plate and take that on. And Joseph, as you said, Vince, um, he didn't say much, right? He didn't say much. And yet he didn't also feel useless or um, feel like he was, you know, unneeded because he's not really Jesus's biological father. He's just the foster father. But yet he was instrumental in the uh, upbringing of the child. We know that at least until Christ was 12, right, Father? He was that we know at least until Christ was 12 that um, his father Joseph was in the picture. So, you know, in his early years and the upbringing and the rearing years, Joseph is taking a very, uh, you know, very important role in in the formation of Jesus. And so uh, I think with that, you know, Pope Francis is hoping and praying that in this year of Joseph that we um, are able to enter into this experience of a father who loves in the silent, but also loves in a way that calls us to his mercy and um, the Lord's plan in all of this. Yeah, absolutely. If you all haven't had the opportunity to read the Holy Father's letter declaring the year of St. Joseph, I encourage you to to read it. Um, you're probably thinking our Holy Father letter document from the Vatican. It's going to be way over my head. Um, all this, uh, high theological language, but actually, this is one of the most understandable, readable, very, very beautiful spiritual letters that that any of the Holy Fathers, I think, has written. It's called Patris Cordi, and all you have to do is just go in your Google search box and just type in letter about the year of St. Joseph, and it it should pop right up in your Google search engine. Um, It's from the Vatican website. Um, but yeah, the, the Latin title is Patris Corde, which means with a father's heart. 
that's what the letter's called, With a Father's Heart. Um, so yeah, if you haven't had the opportunity to read it yet, it's a quick read. It's only 12 pages. It's a beautiful, beautiful letter um, talking about St. Joseph and why this year St. Joseph is so important. So I, but I just want to highlight a couple things, at least um, initially, and then maybe we can talk about the letter more as we talk about the year St. Joseph. But um, the Holy Father says, he begins the letter, with a father's heart. That is how Joseph loved Jesus. Just simple as that. That's why this year is so important. St. Joseph loved with a father's heart. Just like any good family needs both a father and a mother, the church needs a father and a mother. And the Lord has given us Mary as our mother and St. Joseph as our spiritual father. And I think our what, God, I, our protector. what I get so excited about this is if you look at the culture, you know, over, you know, when was the last uh, show on television or even a movie that depicted a good father? There's not mm-hmm. many of them. They're either deadbeats yeah. or we make fun of them and they're just the, the butt of all the jokes. Um, they may be funny, but at, at the same time, you know, it, it, it wears down, you know, on, on men and it kind of puts them, um, you know, makes them sound like, you know, they're not needed. And then you look at society as a whole and you see how many father, fatherless children are growing up all over the place. And it makes you wonder, um, you know, if this continues, where, where, where are we going to be? Absolutely. And, and, and I think, uh, as well as biological fathers and, uh, fathers in the homes, um, for at least for me, Father Dan, I, I think you'd agree with this as well, that um, it kind of calls me into a better understanding of my role as father um, spiritually to our congregations, um, as well as myself as um, a son and my role as a son and having that trust. Um, you know, God trusted in this man that we call St. Joseph enough to allow himself to be raised by him. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Father Andy would also agree with this, that I think the greatest privilege we have as priests is to be spiritual fathers. Absolutely. You know, everyone, you know, who, you know, just for various reasons don't understand why in the world would you want to become a priest in this day and age, you know, in this culture? Well, because we want to be good fathers, you know, Men are made to be fathers, whether in a physical way, in a natural way, as a husband and as a father of a natural family, or in a spiritual way. But either way, we are ordered, men are ordered to be fathers, and not only fathers, but good fathers, holy fathers. And that's true for St. Joseph. He actually had the privilege of being both a nat- a, 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 a father in, in the kind of the natural sense, even though he didn't naturally conceive Jesus, he still had that physical child before him. That was his adopted son. But St. Joseph also very much is a spiritual father that God entrusted the care of Jesus to, not only Jesus, but through Jesus, the church and the family of the church. So it's just, uh, again, the perfect combination in St. Joseph of natural and spiritual fatherhood. So with this year... Um, I've heard that there are indulgences that one can receive. 
do you want to talk a little bit to that, uh, at least of what you know, and maybe actually even start with what is an indulgence? Because I'm not sure we've ever really covered that on this on the, yeah, on the podcast. I was going to ask, have you ever talked about indulgences on your maybe? You know, we, I think we've like talked about it, but we never actually got into what we understand with them. Okay, so an indulgence is not, you know, just maybe kind of disp- dis- dispel some of the myths. It's not a uh, get out of jail free pass Catholic monopoly card, you know. Um, what it is, it's a gift, as the catechism would de- describe an indulgence, it's a gift from the spiritual treasury of the church, which means that you're receiving something from the spiritual treasury, the spiritual riches of the church that help you on your journey to salvation, that aid you in your uh, healing and and re- restoration in, in the gift of God in the in the spiritual life. So, an indulgence is basically something that you pray or that you do to to help you heal from the we would call we would say the temporal effects caused by our sin or by our human weakness, our human brokenness. Um, purgatory very much is a, a 100% dogma of the Catholic Church. But we can do, in a sense, our purgatory time on earth. And that's where indulgences come into play. When we kind of tap into the rich spiritual treasury of the Church by receiving an indulgence, um, we basically can do some of that healing and that that purification on earth. That's what an indulgence kind of taps into that we can receive in that. So what Anything are some of the indulgences oh, for this year? So, Oh, yeah. What are the indulgences for this year? I, I actually haven't looked this one up either. So my understanding is um, there are many ways... T- to receive, so in general, the, the the conditions to receive an indulgence in general is you have to say a prayer for the Holy Father's intentions, um, saying Our Father and a Hail Mary, and the particular act of devotion that the indulgence is calling for. So, in this case, it would be some act of devotion to Saint Joseph. So it could be praying the litany of Saint Joseph. It could be going to a church dedicated to St. Joseph and asking for his intercession. It could be doing the consecration to St. Joseph, which hopefully we have some time later on in the in the show. I'd like to talk about what that is. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a fourth way, and it's just not it's not coming to me. Well, let's get right into the the consecration to St. Joseph because I've. I've, I've heard of this in the past where people will consecrate themselves to Mary. Um, but I, and I've also heard that there are people that consecrate themselves to St. Joseph, but you know, I, what is that? And what does that mean? So when we say we consecrate ourselves to someone, it means that we are asking that particular individual, um, to pray for us in a deeper way to lead us in the life of grace, in a in a in a deeper way, um, to give us the help we need to follow Jesus better, you know, to be to be holier, to be to be saints. So, uh, the traditional consecration was to Our Lady. Saint Louis de Montfort had a beautiful um, devotion where he asked he asked Christians, 
Catholics to consecrate themselves to our Blessed Mother. And kind of some of the maybe objections to that is, well, if I give myself totally to Mary, if I consecrate myself totally to Mary, that means I'm taking something away from Jesus. I'm taking something away from the Lord. And shouldn't the Lord get all of my attention? Shouldn't the Lord get all of my worship, all of my love? Absolutely he should. But remember, where did Mary come from? Where did St. Joseph come from? They are gifts from the Lord to us. It pleases God very, very, very much when we give of ourselves to his mother and our mother. It pleases God very, very, very much when we give of ourselves and consecrate ourselves to our spiritual father, to our protector, St. Joseph, yeah, the patron of what the do Universal they do? Church, which what? is one of his titles, which right. we can get into later, some of the titles of St. Mm-hmm. Joseph. Yeah, what so do they concept- do other than they point to Jesus, right? Especially right, Mary. Absolutely. She always, when we've talked about this before, is, you know, it's, we're not worshiping Mary in the sense that we worship God. Um, we're, every, everything that we, we pray to Mary, she's, she's giving that right to God. She's giving that right to Jesus. She's always pointing towards Jesus. And I imagine, you know, when it's the same thing for St. Joseph here as well in this context. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes. and when we're pointing to uh, Jesus, what did what was the whole purpose of Joseph? Right, he was the protector. He was the um, the one that cared for Christ on this earth, and so we give thanks to God for that gift of Him uh, in that experience. And so, yeah, I think that these are extremely important things. And Father Dan right now is looking through his book um, because this just came out, didn't it? I just saw that this specific book. Uh, who wrote it and everything? So there's a great program. Um, to consecration to St. Joseph right now that just came out from Father Donald Calloway. Um, the book is called Consecration to St. Joseph, The Wonders of Our Spiritual Father. And I think we're going to post that. Yeah, I'm going to put that in the show notes. Yep, on the show notes. Um, and so it's a. Th- if you're familiar with Father Michael Gately and his program for Marian Consecration, uh, 33 Days to Morning Glory, it's very similar to that. This is a 33-day um preparation for consecration to St. Joseph, and it leads you day by day to meditate and pray with St. Joseph, as he, again, as Vince uh, very beautifully pointed out, points us the way to Jesus. You know, Mary, St. Joseph, any of the saints, for that matter, they're never an end. They're just a means to the end, a, a holy, beautiful consecrated means, but always a means to the end, which is Jesus, which is heaven, which is salvation. Um, And why wouldn't we go to these means that Jesus himself has given to us um, as privileged channels of grace? Uh, I'd like to read just a little bit um, Father Donald Calloway in his book um, about consecration to St. Joseph kind of answers the question why we need this right now, particularly um, at this time of the world. And he says, first, we need the spiritual fatherhood of St. Joseph to help us protect marriage in the family. Marriage in the family have always been under attack, but in modern times, the threats have reached extraordinary heights. Many people no longer know what it means to be a man or a woman, let alone what constitutes a marriage in a family. Many countries even claim to have redefined marriage in the family. There is great confusion on these matters. That's why we need St. Joseph 
to give us clarity again on what it means to be a real man of God, to be a real father. I thought that was beautiful. Um, yeah, what are some of, you mentioned a few moments ago, some of the titles of St. Joseph. Uh, does Father Calloway give us a list of those? He does. I, I'd love it if you would just read off a few of those, and maybe some ones that maybe that you saw and um, particularly felt you know called to you know, with those thoughts. So part of the consecration of St. Joseph is every day you are preparing, you're praying the litany of St. Joseph. And the litany of St. Joseph has all these beautiful titles that the church has assigned um, to St. Joseph, and even the scriptures have assigned to St. Joseph. Um, and I just, yeah, some of them are just, they just highlight his virtues. They highlight you know, why he was so blessed and chosen by God for this very special role of um, foster fatherhood, spiritual fatherhood, um, the adopted father of Jesus. Um, so I'll just read, yeah, read a couple of them. Um, but I encourage you, just one way you can kind of make this year of St. Joseph very special is go online, Google uh, Litany of St. Joseph, and just start praying it every day. Um, that's a beautiful way to kind of make this year special. But some of the ones that you know I, I, I really like are um, Joseph Most Just, Joseph Most Courageous. Joseph Most Faithful, Mirror of Patience, Lover of Poverty, Pillar of Families, Patron of the Dying, Protector of the Holy Church. And then one of my favorites that we don't really hear too much about, Terror of Demons. That's a wonderful title of St. Joseph. They call him, we call St. Joseph the Terror of Demons. Why? Because his yes... His courage not only drove away the demons of fear in him, but when we ask for his intercession, he can help us and pray for us that any demons or any terrors that we're experiencing in this life can be dispelled and 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 driven far away from us. Um, yeah, especially with this with this whole um, COVID thing. Like, I really feel like that's an important one to pay attention to um, because this is. You know, I, I'm not saying that um, we can just completely pray this away, and I don't think Father, you would ever agree with agree with anybody that would try to say that you can just pray this away. No, we need to we need to trust in signs and things like that too. But the point is, is that this is truly coming from a demon. This is coming from the evil one because um, God doesn't want to see us sick. He doesn't want to see us in pain, and so this is not coming from Him. And so um, I think, especially now, because the other thing is, is uh, as so aptly put by some people in our world today have said that the number one killer of this outside of the actual thing itself is going to be our spirits and, and suicide because our, uh, you know, people are being disconnected. You know, people are not able to be face to face, you know, thank God, you know, you and I are able to be face to face and have these conversations and be brothers together, but not everybody in the world can do that because either they are uh, more prone to getting sick or whatever, but it, this is really starting to affect our people. Well, and know? look at the division it's sown as well. And yeah, I mean, you know, Satan's all about that—just sowing division and and get making and making people lose their souls over it as well. And and you, you, that's that's been the case um, for many years, for thousands of years. But you know, you look at everything going on in the world today, and it's just like, how how does he not have a hand in this in some way or another? We're at least taking exactly. advantage of the situation. 
Exactly. And so, you know, Terror of Demons, I really like that title for Joseph. I mean, he's an excellent, uh, he's an excellent one that we should be praying. We should make some uh, t-shirts. Asking for his intercession. I'm thinking we make some t-shirts that say Terror of Demons. (laughs) I think so. I think that'd be awesome. I'd buy one immediately, but granted that we're also, but I really like, um, on our website, you're also going to be able to see on the show notes, um, the image of the book. And this icon, because uh, they stole this, I'm assuming, well, paid for it, I'm sure, but <laughs> it's taken from, it's taken from an icon of St. Joseph, but it's such a beautiful picture. And I think that should be what's on our, um, here, Vince, I'll, I'll show you, you know, you don't get to see everything. So, but um, this is a beautiful picture here. And I, I just think that should be the image on our t-shirt. Yeah, I can't what see the, it. Oh, oh. Oh, well, well that's show me afterwards. And I, I like the icon in the book because it shows Joseph as a, a youthful man, a yeah. young man, very vibrant. You know, un, unfortunately, some of iconography of St. Joseph pictures him as this ancient, you know, <laughs> ancient guy. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, obviously, only we'll only know for sure when we get to heaven and can meet him face to face, please God. But I would think that St. Joseph was... You know, he was betrothed to a to a wife, so he was a younger guy, and he needed that strength and that vibrancy. One, he was a carpenter. You know, the actual Greek word is tekton, someone who works with their hands, someone who is, you know, a, a, a hard worker. You know, you need to be youthful and strong to be able to do that kind of work. But he had to make many hundreds of miles journeys, one to Bethlehem for the census, and then he had to take his whole family, Mary and Jesus, to Egypt, and then back again to Nazareth. So this was a guy that had a lot of vigor, a lot of strength. He had his whole life ahead of him. Um, he was ready to, we have to remember, he was ready to bail. Right. I mean, yeah, he was going to do it in a gentle way. He's not, you know, he's going to do it in a way that kind of tried to protect and preserve Mary's dignity and value because he was a good man a just man but he just was like this was just so overwhelming to him he was ready to bail but then god's gift in his dream dispelled his fear and he had the courage to say yes he didn't completely understand he didn't completely know where this was going to lead him but he trusted god he was a faithful son of god who trusted his heavenly father and that trust and that courage made him a good spiritual father, a good, again, protective, and, and, and adopted I th- father. I of think Jesus. we can we can all learn something just from exactly what you said right at the end. There is we don't always understand the situation that God put us in, but we can always say yes to Him, no matter how hard it may be, and we can find comfort in that. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, Father Dan, tell us how is the uh, how far are you into reading the book out of curiosity, and how is it going so far? So, I've read the, all the introductory stuff. I am planning actually on doing the consecration myself individually, um, and finishing on March nineteenth, which is the Solemnity of Saint Joseph. So, if any of you are interested in doing that um, and using the the model method that Father Calloway gives us in his book. You would have to start on February fifteenth. February fifteenth. Okay, that's so. thirty-three days before. And so I'm doing. I'm going to do it. Be doing it personally. And I w- I would love if we have hundreds and thousands of our faithful 
brothers and sisters to do this. Um, but um, in terms of my brother priests that may be listening to this podcast, consecrate your parish to yes. St. Joseph. I'm planning on consecrating my parish to St. Joseph on, 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 the Mar- on March 19th, but do it publicly. Consecrate your parish to St. Joseph. Um, husbands, consecrate your families to St. Joseph. Consecrate your marriage to St. Joseph. Um, just, again, more more things concretely that we can do in this year of St. Joseph to um, really appreciate the gift of his spiritual fatherhood and imitate imitate him in our lives. Well, I, th- I think that's a great idea. And I th- um, yeah, and, and Father Andy, you'll definitely have to post the resources uh, in the notes whenever we whenever this goes Hold live. Not now, um, but I think this is a great place to to, to end tonight. Um, and I think we should all um, try to reflect on uh, Saint Joseph's life and how he was able to um, instill wisdom in Jesus, and how he was able to bring um, to raise Jesus as a hard worker, um, and how he was able to protect him and his mother, uh, and and how we can look at him as someone to look up to in our lives, uh, whether you're a man or a woman. Um, and, and I, I really encourage everyone uh, who is listening to this to, to consecrate yourself to St. Joseph this year. Um, or at the very least, try to learn a little bit more about him. Um, try to um, add him into um, some of the saints that you, you pray to uh, in your daily prayer. And, um, yeah, and with that, uh, Father Dan, do you have anything that you want to plug or talk about um, right at the end here? Remind us, Father, what's your parish? Where can we find you at if we want to hear more from Father Dan? He doesn't like me when I say these kinds of things, but uh, I, I really well, think it's important. Father Dan is a very humble man. Uh, he doesn't brag about anything. And uh, and yeah, please tell us, because you have a live stream too for your masses. And yeah, please tell us all about that. Yeah, well... I- you're you're always welcome to uh, pray with me and pray with us at at the parish. I'm the the pastor of Our Lady of the Lake Parish in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania, um, and I also um, am the chaplain for our Catholic Scots Campus Ministry Program at Edinburgh University with uh, my five focus missionaries. So very blessed to uh, be the spiritual father of both of those communities. And um, yeah, I love it. If you uh, please pray for me, pray for my parish. Pray for my students and um, pray pray with us, please. And I'm grateful to to have the opportunity to to talk to you all tonight about Saint Joseph. Well, I had a thought. Maybe as we conclude the, the segment, maybe we can all pray the litany of Saint Joseph together. Wonderful. Would you lead us in that, Father? And when you can, when you done with that, would you please um, give us your blessing? Absolutely. So this is the Litany of St. Joseph. And again, it's not that long, but I thought it'd be a nice way to conclude our podcast on St. Joseph in the year of St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, 
pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Noble offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God, pray for us. Zealous defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph most just, pray for us. Joseph most chaste, pray for us. Joseph most prudent, pray for us. Joseph most courageous, pray for us. Joseph most obedient, pray for us. Joseph most faithful, pray for us. Mirror of patience, pray for us. Lover of poverty, pray for us. Model of workmen, pray for us. Glory of domestic life, pray for us. Guardian of virgins, pray for us. Pillar of families, pray for us. Comfort of the afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the sick, pray for us. Patron of the dying, pray for us. Terror of demons, pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. He has made him Lord of his household and prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in your loving providence chose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector, you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with, with your, your spirit. spirit. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Dan. We're so glad to have you back on, and Thank you. we'll get you on soon again because uh, uh, I really want to keep this up. And you know, we had discussed a while ago that we were going to try to get some of your missionaries to come on. So we'll figure out a way they can come down here to the rectory. I'll feed them a nice meal. Hopefully, we can have fun and then uh, sit down and chat a little bit about their lives. I'd love to get to know about them. What do you think, Vince? Absolutely. We'll have to that get that awesome. done soon. So, all right. Well, that wraps up our episode on the year of St. Joseph. I hope you all got something out of it. And uh, if you want to find out more, head on over to our website at EncounterMercy.com, where you'll be able to find um, all the show notes. Uh, make sure, you, if you haven't already, you subscribe to the podcast on wherever you're listening to your podcast right now. That way it comes to you weekly. And uh, like us on social media, we're just about everywhere. So with that said, we'll see you next week. God bless.